Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 119. I'm your host, Dr. David A. Newman. I'm a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Django Pederis. Oh. Django, as in Django Fett? Accurate. Ah, you've been watching a lot of Star Wars prequels. Django Fett, Django Fett presented a lot of problems for a young uh, A-Tet. Did he? Yeah, because he was wearing the same armor as Boba Fett. Like, wait a minute. Ostensibly. Hold it's on. Different colors. It's not as cool. Uh, spoiler alert. They're related. And uh, I thought he would be the coolest, but wasn't. He wasn't really very cool. <laughs> I mean. At all. I mean. Django Fett. Not only was he not very cool, there's just, you know, millions of them. Th- yeah, well. A lot of him. Yeah. So it was like, yeah. there's only one Boba Fett, but there's <laughs> 3,000 Django's. I mean, we're, they're we're all like the same person. Assorted uh, armors. What's, what, how, how is your Star Wars journey treating you? You know, internet and I just find Adam, it so funny when you text me about Star Wars prequels. Yes. When you're like, hot take, I think Palpatine isn't that bad. <laughs> I'd be like, damn. I didn't say that, by the way, ago. internet. <laughs> uh, but so internet, I have been preparing uh-huh. I have been preparing for <laughs> the ninth episode of the Skywalker saga that's coming out next uh-huh. month. Uh-huh. And I've been doing that by going through and watching the Star Wars movies one by one. Yeah. So I have gone through episode one, episode two, yep. episode three, and solo. Yeah. So now, you know, I'm moving my way up in chronological order. Yeah. And I told my group text. <laughs> Have some hot takes. <laughs> have some thoughts. I'm gonna pull it up. Right have some now. thoughts because I, I was so surprised. <laughs> I was so surprised to get a hot take from a movie that came out <laughs> in 2005. I was like, I thought I was. I thought all Watch the hot it. takes had been taken. Here we go. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm scrolling through our group text here, and there's a lot of really interesting things in our group text. A lot of gifts. A lot of gifts. Uh, this this time that you sent me a video and said, Adam, please explain this. Yeah, and it was unexplainable. <laughs> I don't know what. The, um, I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, so, gosh, there's a lot here. All right, all right. Here we go. Um, it was. Was this Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah. And it was uh, uh, early in the day, and I get a text from. This <laughs> is a lot of Mustafar gifts, a mm-hmm. lot of lava. Yeah, uh, I get a text. It's Tuesday. I'm sorry. Okay, I get a text from uh, Octavius A. Newman. Uh, the the siren emoji, right? Uh-huh. The police uh, right. Uh, light because you gotta you gotta let people know what's going down. All right, and it says hot take alert. Um, it is thought that Anakin. <laughs> Or slash Vader killed Padme. I say nah. Old man Palpy killed her. <laughs> and I said, these hot takes are from 2005. And you said, accurate. <laughs> Here's another one that oh, I really man. appreciate. All right, so now we're taking it to the Clone War, uh, uh-huh. Attack of the Clones, the second uh-huh. one. Out of nowhere, Octavius, 11.38 a.m., Order 66 is crazy. <laughs> and, our, and our man, Ken, says, asking the questions, honestly, that deserve to be asked. He says, makes me wonder what Order 65 was. 
<laughs> Dropping bombs in the group text. Nobody asked to that. What is Order 65? Does anybody know? Unclear. Did George sure ever tell us book. what that is? Probably in a book. <laughs> okay, wait. Tuesday, 1027 a.m. Octavius A. Newman. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Dot, dot, dot. Hot take alert. Anakin becoming the Anakin going to the dark side and becoming Vader is the Jedi Council's fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I mean, but think about it. These are really good. Think about it. I appreciate that you um, shared your experiences with us I'm as just, they were happening. I'm just breaking it down as I'm processing through it. Yeah. Anakin's story is sad. Dude needed love and guidance. Sad. You gave a little Trump <laughs> that just one word, sad. I mean, like, so I'm watching these movies and I have seen all these movies before. I've seen all these movies before. Yeah. All of this stuff. But I feel like this is what, is there something else funny going on? Ken, Ken says, man, I wish I wasn't on this conference call <laughs> because it's just me and Octavius talking about the Jedi Council. Damn. That's funny. Yeah, I've watched all these movies before, but I feel like this is the first time I'm like getting it. Mm -hmm. And when I say getting it, I mean in depth. What's different? What, 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 what is different? Is it lived experience? Now you have a better understanding of the world or is there uh, a part of the film that is capturing your attention that you glazed over last time. I think it's that. I think it's that Star Wars for me was just, it's like, uh, let me try to give you an example. Yeah. Have you ever had a, I haven't had many of these. I've been fortunate to have these. It's a, a multi-course meal. Uh-huh. Like a six-course meal where they uh -huh. bring this out and you chew it and you eat it and you talk about it and then you process it. It's fancy and, stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've always consumed Star Wars like popcorn. Uh-huh. Just yeah shoveling it in and it's like all right okay i saw it but i haven't been processing it and thinking about it right. and considering it right and watching it with intent and I, now that i've seen all of the movies going back and watching them in chronological order which is exactly what i did with the marvel cinematic universe right i watched okay no but give it to me in the time order what came and then what happened then what happened then what happened mm -hmm. now i'm going you know Anakin just wanted to love somebody. Yes. And I really don't understand the, the <laughs> Jedi Council. There's a lot of meditate on this, I will. Make a decision, Yoda. Like, uh -huh. I don't, I, I, I'm afraid that there, I, I think there may be something going on. Y'all don't know nothing. Mm -hmm. You don't take action on anything. Mm -hmm. You're late to everything. Yeah. And your whole thing is abstinence. Don't feel, don't think, don't yeah. love, don't yeah. give in. Don't, 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 don't. And here goes the dark side. I mean, we can show you how to stop people from dying. I'll bring your wife back. Is it possible to learn this? Not from a Jedi. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you said that with a distinctly Nigerian accent. So, you know, it's like there's a there's there's a there's a an allure to the dark side because they're like feel, uh -huh. love, desire, want, mm -hmm. care. The whole thing about being a Jedi is like not doing things. Mm -hmm. And I think is in my adult kind of like junto brain i'm going oh i think if you bring anakin on the jedi council but you don't make him a master and then he's like yo what's up how are you not gonna make me a master and then anakin shut up mm -hmm. shut up i'm asking a question and nobody is answering me sure like why are you not making me a master Cuz, cuz isn't a good enough answer. I'm pissed off. Like, yeah. address my emotions. Address me. 
I am standing right in front of you. Anakin, my young Padawan, call, call me young again. You know what I mean? I'm a grown man. Like there's, I get maybe because there's a part of me that's like, I get it. Like mm -hmm. address me as more than young, young Padawan learner. Mm -hmm. Like the Jedi council didn't want him on the council to begin with. They, right. they, they didn't want Obi-Wan to train Anakin. They didn't want Qui-Gon to train him. That's right. They didn't want Qui-Gon to train him. Qui-Gon trained Obi-Wan so on, so on, so on. And then we lose Qui-Gon, unfortunately, all too soon. R.I.P. And uh, and then Obi-Wan's got to, you know, I guess, take the reins and follow through on his master's plans. Right. And raise Anakin. But Anakin's all rebellious and squirrely and mm -hmm. feeling feelings for right. Padme and yada, 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 yada. And thinking and processing and emoting and even going through and watching Solo you know, Solo's like, hey, what's a fly boy like you doing down here? I got kicked out for thinking, having my own thoughts. Mm -hmm. There seems to be like this, this consistent thing I'm seeing going on of like, uh, we want you to follow rules, like mm -hmm. follow instructions. Mm -hmm. That is the path to the light side. Mm -hmm. Follow instructions. Well, it's, it stands to reason that uh, Han Solo never bought into any of the Jedi mumbo jumbo. Right. You know, he does this whole hand wavy, like, I don't buy it. Force is fake, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So uh, he, he, he was working outside of all kinds of established systems. Mm -hmm. I, when, I, when I was a kid, when I was growing up and watching these movies, they were very important to me. And before I had the palate to really understand them culturally or as art or, or whether or not they even honestly execute on, on what they say that they would do, mm -hmm. I was a big fan. I thought they were fun. The pod race in Phantom Menace was awesome. I like the video games. I like the aliens. I like the characters, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, as I got older, I would look to my friends and discussions with friends online and forums about like, but wait, why, why are these movies so different? Why do they feel so different mm -hmm. from all the other ones? And then I would get more and more wrapped up into the story of George Lucas and the more fame and recognition he gained, the fewer people he had in his uh, uh, area of influence who would push back on mm -hmm. his decision making. Right. So he he didn't really have much of an editor, you know? He didn't have somebody who would be like, mm, I see where you're going with this. Too much Jar Jar. Too much Jar Jar. Too much, too much, a lot of this. Why are they talking and just like emoting to one another? Whew. Padme and Anakin are like, please tell me if you feel the same feelings that I do. I have direction. been dying since I saw you last. I am burning up inside. Yeah. I am decomposing in front of you. Don't you care? I will kill myself right now. Whoa. It's a melodramatic. For the goodness sake. Chill. George. Yeah. George. There's a lot of this. And, and I, you got 12 pages of this. I'm like, saying, yeah, that's, that's most George. of Attack of the Clones. And I, as I was growing up and, and really beginning to decipher some of this, I started realizing like, these are just badly developed stories. Mm. And so I, I have an easier time writing this stuff off and being like, not worth my time. This is not the slice of Star Wars history that I like. Mm -hmm. So I just, I, I don't need to deal with it anymore. But every once in a while, it, it rears its head. And I remember there was a time when I thought it was awesome. And what changed? What changed between me watching the music video for Duel of the Fates on MTV and thinking it was cool as hell and me saying, Phantom Menace is trash, don't watch that ever. And, you know, something changed. Is it lost innocence? Did I just, like, grow hardened by the world and decided that I can't be bothered with this stuff? Or maybe maybe it's literally that. I can't be bothered with it because I only have so much time, right? Mm. So I can only dedicate my, my geekery to things that I, wow. I like.
geekery. My geekery, right, in this dancery. So I'm just thinking... Is there any holleration? No, I try I try to keep the holleration at a minimum. Hateration? Very little hateration. Got it. Right, that is the Sith way. Fair enough. Right? But uh, a Palpatine... Old man Palpy is doing a lot of hateration. <laughs> he is. For sure. <laughs> he is. But I... I I revere these movies as more of a, like a meta. The, the interesting part to me is meta. It's the part where George Lucas became very talented, but no one would say no. Mm. And I look around at other examples of this in the world now. Who you got now? The video game that just came out, Death Stranding. I've been doing looking at some reviews, yeah. and they have talked me. The reviews have talked me out of spending my money on that. My guy Hideo Kojima is an auteur. You know, Metal Gear Solid. Yes. It, it has gone through so many twists and turns. Yeah, and it's been very interesting in a number of ways over the years. I grew up with it, and it's gotten weirder and weirder. He also co-created the uh, one of my favorite horror games ever that was not released, but. It was released online, but then it was taken down. It's called PT, and it was incredible. He's capable of doing a lot. And now Death Stranding is out, and it's a postal service game. I, it's just like I feel like this dude doesn't have enough people in his life who say, "Stop." Am I wrong? Cut though? this. Is it not like just a seventy-hour yeah message, like like a postal? You're a, you're a postman. I haven't you're played a, it, apocalyptic postman. I haven't played it yet, so I, I can only speak episode on, title on my apocalyptic, apocalyptic postman. <laughs> Writing it down in the notes. <laughs> I can only speak on on behalf of my exposure to it so far from afar. But for many many years, this game has been hyped up as being extremely vague and very Kojima. This is very the, la the language that he makes games and experiences in. It's really vague and hard to decipher and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And now the game comes out and it's what you said. It's like you just deliver packages. You're a courier and you walk on foot and part of the objective is to not trip on rocks. And I'm like, yeah. ah. And, ba and balance yourself while you got mad stuff on your back. And, and it's a gorgeous a looking game. Or... And like the lore is there and the world building. They're really cool ideas. Mm -hmm. But then between these boring ass missions where you just try to make sure that you don't drop 16 boxes, you are treated to 45 minute cutscenes where people say words that are just made up. Mm. And it's just too much for me. And what I've decided is I appreciate your art. I wish there were more people in your life who would say, stop, chill, be, create some constraints, reduce some of this stuff, right? You, you, and, and I also don't have the time to be bothered with this. I just straight up do not have the time. I don't. Are you going to play uh, the Star Wars joint next week? I'm going to listen for reviews. I'm not sure where I come down on it. It's not a day one purchase for me. Is it for you? What do you think? I'm excited about it. I think and it looks I, and, exciting. And I want to... I want to play as a Jedi. My, I'm I'm playing a sci-fi game now. I'm playing oh, I'm the sorry. Outer Worlds game right now. So I wanted I'm, to, I'm in that. I wanted to say something else about Star Wars as I'm watching it. Please. It makes me appreciate episode eight even more. What I'm watching now. Mm -hmm. And the, the development of my thoughts about the Jedi Council. Mm -hmm. Now I look at Luke in episode eight and I'm like, he makes even more sense. Yeah. There's a certain calling out of the Jedi Council. Yeah, that where he just doing. decides, like, deuces, I, I don't want to be involved. I don't here. have time to be bothered with all this. Uh -huh. Like, this doesn't really make sense. And even the conversation with Yoda afterward, the sacred text. And he's like, there's a real part of it that's like, it, as much as people don't like people, some people, because I, I wonder how much of that is like the noisy 5% is actually now like the noisy 15%. Mm -hmm. yeah. But at the end of the day, is that really what people walked away from that movie, like just hating it? I don't know. Because for me, 
maybe it's because I'm discon- I was disconnected from Star Wars and I'm just now creating like an appreciation in my own personal internal fandom of the of Star Wars, mm-hmm. but it's not attached to four, five, and six. Yeah, and it's not attached to anything else. It's me consuming it right now and going, mm-hmm. oh, here's the point that I'm coming up with it, and then when I see Luke. I see myself in Luke in episode eight going, mm-hmm. what is all this? Yeah, sure. Why should I train you in this? I don't even know if I believe it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I fully agree. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I did it. Apparently my dad did it. And apparently, and then the whole conversation about like with, with Kylo Ren going, you're nobody. Yeah. What is it? Like you come from nothing. Yeah. And how this is such a big deal. And Leia can't use the force. It's like, why not? Yeah. And now as I'm, consuming it and thinking about it with the the same brain that talks to adam almost every week mm-hmm. i'm going i think so far that's my favorite one because it's actually asking questions mm-hmm. of the people who consume this it's asking you to kind of step out of the tradition of mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. look at it yeah sure. and go you agree with this yeah does sure. this make sense do you want to be on because and where i think we're going is this balance to the force that they've always been talking about yeah is kind of what they're doing with Ray. Right. Like it's not light side or dark side. There's an aspect to it where old man Palpy's talking to Anakin and he's going, Hey man, there's some stuff on the dark side. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't you want to be able to like master death mm-hmm. and, and so and so and so? <laughs> and Anakin is like, I mean, yeah. seeing my mom die was terrible. Right. You know, like that didn't feel good to me. And Padme dying is hard. Like, that's terrifying to me. Totally off topic. I just had an amazing time with my own youngling. Mm-hmm. We went to see a screening of Klaus. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there watching this movie, smiling, having a great time. Is this uh, Zuri's first movie? Oh, no. We've gone to the movies many a time. Uh, in the theater? Yeah. All right. We're... Yeah. So, and I was just walking, random thought. I don't know why it came to my mind. I was like, if something happened to my daughter... I would just crumble in the street. You were thinking this while watching a movie about no, no, no. Santa when Claus? I was walking, I was just walking in the street. I was walking here. Oh, okay. Just ran because I was reflecting on how much I enjoyed it. Okay, yeah. Okay. You know, I was reflecting I was on like, how much what dark shit happens <laughs> no, in this movie. No, I had such a good time. Santa's kids are kidnapped. <laughs> no, he takes up arms. No, Klaus is like the Rambo of Santa Claus movies, <laughs> right? <laughs> I just had such a good time that I was reflecting on how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I thought, like, if something happened to her, I don't know what I would do. So if some guy says, hey, look, uh, you can master death and bring people back. There's a part of it that's like, imagine if I'm thinking if I had just lost my wife and my child, Mm -hmm. there's a part of that that you're like. Of course. Well, I want to I want to hear what you have to say because I'm in pain right now. Yeah, sure. I just lost my mom. I promise I won't fail you again. I won't sure. fail. You know, when, so when you look at Anakin beyond Darth Vader is a bad guy uh-huh. and you go, dag, and you see, you know, even at the end, there's a part of him that goes back and throws old man Palpy down the shaft. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a piece of it that I'm saying is like. I relate to this in a different way now uh-huh. than I did in the past. And then right. when I look at what's going on in episode eight, I'm just like, I buy it. Maybe Ray's balance to the force is actually, it's not dark is bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Light is good. Right. There's literally a, hey, there's value in all of this. Sure. And too much extreme one way or the other. 
is not good. It's not good because as I'm seeing it with the eyes I see right now, I'm like, Jedi Council, you guys are knuckleheads. The dark side, it can only, the rule of two, which basically means everybody just kills each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Neither one of you guys really got this thing locked down. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think that's probably one of the most compelling aspects of these new movies is that it is asking questions of like, is is chivalry a thing? Is light and dark, is that really a thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, it worked for y'all for a, a point in time, I guess, right. but clearly it didn't work because w- there are no Jedi anymore. Like, mm-hmm. You just disappeared. Like all, all of these principles that you held yourself to, that you were not flexible on. Right. Clearly that did not serve you or anyone. Yeah. Right? So I'm, I find that interesting. I guess some people rail against that movie, these newer movies, and episode eight in particular, just because it's a different framing, it's a different context. It's like nostalgia is bullshit, grow up, change, do different things. And I also understand why some people are saying, look, I, I turn to this as escapism right. because I want to get away from this stuff. Right, right. Let me just get away from it. I totally valid, completely understand it. I do understand that. Now, I'm sorry, you have another thing? I was just going to say, I don't understand the people who say, you know, uh, uh, Admiral Holdo is a stupid character. No more women Jedi and shit like that, you know? Like, we, that's we, trash. You just, you these just things, ignore those people. I think these things often go hand in hand, and it's hard to tell where one stops and one starts, but is what it is. I can't wait until yeah. new Star Wars comes out in December. I think similarly, The Watchmen is, oh, well, let me, let me talk, let me say, kind of like, like, lot lob this one up what i'm getting to here in light of what you're saying about episode you know four five and six yeah and what it represented at the time which came out before both of us were born yeah you know and then episode one two and three that Mm -hmm. represented a particular time i think seven eight and nine represent a time period similar to watchmen the initial 12 issues that was turned into a graphic novel represented a particular time period and what Damon Lindelof is doing right now with the Watchmen, the TV show, is representing a different time period. It's telling a different story mm-hmm. in the same world. And I think there's got to be something said about that. Mm-hmm. Because to me, when I look at the Watchmen, I go, oh, I appreciate you giving a different commentary and telling a different story within the same world. Uh-huh. Similarly to what I think four, five, six did. One, two, and three did, and now seven, eight, and nine is representing a different time period. So it's saying something different. And if the expectation is, I want you to say the same thing now in the same world yeah. is what they said before I was born. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, we have to we have to give some room to grow. Yeah. And you gotta give people some space. Definitely. Because start like the MCU is, I think, this generation Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. And in, I think in a number of ways, totally. Yeah. And when we become old men and our kids, nieces, nephews, whatever, come up and they're looking at whatever is going on, Mm -hmm. we can't go, well, hey, man, the MCU should be what it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago when I was first watching. It's like, well, the world's different. Yeah. You know, like these stories aren't really for you, grandpa. You know what I mean? Like they're for me. Right. And we live in a different world. Right. And I think that there's at least something to acknowledge and consider in that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder how easy it's going to be to hold fast to that idea to say, when I get old. <laughs> you mean when we're actually that age? Yeah. Right. Because this, this is the way that it goes. And I always use music as an example. There's always going to be some new 
form of music, some genre, some style, some artist yeah. that I listen to and I'm like, I don't get it. And it is so widely popular mm-hmm. that clearly everybody gets it or pretends to get it. We're all getting it together. This is where culture is going, right. but it's just not working for me. And I am absolutely someone who will stop and say, don't, don't be that person who says, get off my lawn, you crazy kids. Don't be that person who says, I remember when music used to be like X, Y, Z, because I, 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 would pride myself in liking music that was dissonant and weird when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what that's about, right? right. Everybody was listening to uh, Enrique, Enrique Iglesias, yeah. and I was like, no, nah, man, corn. they're the real truth tellers. You got to be listening to Tool. And I'm still vibing with that, but at the same time, like I was doing that on purpose. I was trying to go against the grain. I was trying to define myself. So when I get older and I'm like, I just don't think... That Lil Uzi Vert should be playing Iron Man in the new movie. I mean, you know, I'm like, if old man what? Vert is playing, I'm just like, how the reincarnation how, of Iron Man in 2035. How easy or difficult will it be for me to slow down and remember, like, come on, don't do this. Don't be that guy. I think I want to say that I'll do it. Well, I think that I will still be a critical thinker. That's not to say swallow everything. And accept everything wholesale. Right. That's not what I'm trying to advocate for. I just, just can't get to... behind seeing movies on TikTok. I remember when movies wow. were two, two and a half, three hours me. long. But but now movies are, what's this, 120 seconds? <laughs> That's the whole film? I'm definitely going to, if you tell me a movie is 120 seconds, I'm definitely going to go, that is not <laughs> yeah. I, I can. I just looked into the future. <laughs> And I saw Old Man Octavius. Octavius, Old Man Octavius, like, that is not a movie. That is not cinema. Right. That's going to be you. That's Octavius Scorsese. That is not cinema. He's like, this is not cinema. It's not even long enough. Shut up, That's old not man. even old enough to be considered, long enough to be considered a short film. <laughs> but if somebody came by and they pull off something really impressive, then, yeah. it, you know, you got to I do note. think that there's a certain aspect to it that is like being able to share your thoughts, feelings, opinions, perspectives, uh-huh. and think critically, and also be able to move forward with time, and at the same time, respect things that are different. I think I think you are absolutely correct, and I would add to that, that a major part of how you do that is by making I statements, right? Yeah. And which is hard for me to do, even. Which I don't is, prefer X. I, yeah, the, I don't like this, mm-hmm. as opposed to this sucks, right. or it's bad, Yeah. right? And, it, you know, I think part of that is the culture that we participate in now. We were talking about Twitter before we got on the mic. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to make big, sweeping statements in order for it to get shared, mm-hmm. in order for it to seem like it applies to a lot of people or some ideology, and you get points, social points, that for getting likes and retweets and having your ideas shared. Yeah. Uh, which is funny in its own right, because it's not like you actually get real points or money or anything. And every retweet I've ever retweeted, the last thing that I looked at was the username. You know, I don't even know who these people are, mm. but it's just this, like, idea, right? So... You get, you usually garner that attention when you make some big sweeping judgment. Right. Like, look at, look at the popularity. Are you familiar with this trend right now? This meme, I should call it, of people saying, okay, boomer. No. What so is the, that? Okay, oh, oh, boomer oh, oh, is the oh, oh, like. Oh, 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 boomer is the new, like, old man. 
Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, if you're a boomer, it's uh, it, we're millennials. Generation above us is is Gen Gen X, mm-hmm. and then above that is boomers. Mm-hmm. And so these are the people who are making most of the decisions of the world. These you know older folks, right? Uh, and now they are policymakers and politicians and such and such and such. And there are a lot of the people who are like, I just don't accept queer people. We're like, why, why add more stripes to the rainbow flag? I was already, you know, it's like, mm. too, I can't be this flexible. I can't keep adapting. Mm. And also I'm going to be out of here soon anyway. So like, why, why would I even accept all <laughs> Not this Not on my change? watch. So kind of thing. Yeah. And so, uh, this, there's this trend which speaks to me and I think is funny in its own right, where it's like the ultimate way to nullify any of these opinions, this inflexibility is to just say, Okay, boomer. Mm-hmm. As though you're just you're just dismissing them. Yeah, you know, you're, like, you're 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 categorizing them. Yeah, it's old head. All right, old head. Right, right, right. And, but the, <laughs> a lot of boomers are upset because they don't want to be called that because it is dismissing them, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's turning into this new thing where you know, in order to get recognition at all, you have to make this big sweeping judgment about an entire generation of people mm. as opposed to looking under the hood and asking, well, where did these opinions come from? Is it even possible that you can change those opinions? If you're not interested in changing your opinions, why right. is that? I'm not saying it's right, wrong, indifferent, but it's it's very much like, I statements are hard to make. I statements are genuinely hard to make. Why do you think that is? I, I do think that's part of the <coughs> part of the thing that merits uh, attention and recognition now on Twitter on social media mm-hmm. is big sweeping statements, personal statements not so much, like things that are personal and subjective not so much, things that seem like they are truth, yes, yeah, right, because that that draws an uh, an us versus them line. This is the truth. People who eat cocoa puffs are insane, and then everybody's just like, yup. Say it. It is funny though. That is that is funny. Like you, you know the tweet. You know exactly yeah. what I'm describing. Yeah, because it's the same thing I see about pineapples on pizza. Even though it's nowhere near as deep as yeah. oh, you know, Republicans, Democrats, liberals. But right, right. it's a oh, if you I put pineapple something. <laughs> um, there's a, if you put pineapple on your pizza, it is you're a in, you're proven insane. fact that you have killed someone in your right. past. I'm like, like pineapple on pizza is not my preferred pizza. But it's still legit pizza. Like, yeah, I sure. eat it. I will tell you. Let me, all right, now let me tell you something. Oh. Let me tell you something. Did you come up with an exception? Is there a topping that There's you will exception. not abide? There's an exception. And uh. I believe I saw it on your timeline. Uh. I could be wrong. Confirm or deny right now. Yeah. I woke up. You know, you wake up. You go to the bathroom. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you're And then you describe. just go, like, plop down Saturday. Younglings are still asleep. So you're just chilling. Yeah. You're like, all right, let me just scroll through the timeline here. So I scrolled through the timeline, and I I think Adam has said something about oh something about Campo Junto. I want to talk about this Campo Junto and something about man thing. And I'm yeah. like I don't know what to do talk about. Don't tell me later. <laughs> so I'm like let me see what Adam would talk about on Twitter. So I scroll down, and I see on Adam's timeline yeah a pizza mm-hmm. covered in freaking bananas, a whole pizza. Too. And I turn over to my wife and I say. Not this morning. (laughs) Get behind me, Satan. (laughs) She's like, are those plantains or bananas? I said, I don't care what it is. I will not allow this. (laughs) I will not have it. Yeah. What is that? Uh, uh, My very good friend, Kaylani, 
who has helped with Man Thing Minute. Uh-huh. You, you might recall last year I did a Man Thing Minute uh, in a car listening to Drake. I seen it. Yeah, and, and my very good friend Kaylani helped me with that. Shout out to you, Kaylani. Shout out to you. Uh, at Kaylani says on Twitter, she uh, tweets this picture of a whole pizza mm-hmm. covered in banana slices. That's the problem that I have. It's not one slice. It's not like, oh, well, this is how banana, I do it. It's a banana pizza. No, nah, so it's a whole you, pizza. What do you want? And, if we're gonna uh, do it. We're gonna do it. And the only caption is, "I'm calling the police." <laughs> now, Kaylani is she's a foodie. She's mm-hmm. got a show coming out on uh, uh, WHYY about food, about okay. the food scene in Philly. Okay. So if anybody can call the police, I feel like she has earned the food police. She's earned her right to do that. But I, I, I don't like that. I would try it. You give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, because part of it is like, well, I have to see what this even tastes like uh-huh. because. It's just, have you ever it, had it, it, plan, have you it, ever had Jamaican food? Yeah, of course. So you whatever it is, you got your rice and peas, and you got I don't jerk know jerk chicken. You, jerk, okay, jerk chicken. What's in your What's in your Jamaican order? Oh, uh, I'm trying to think of the place. That's over <laughs> you know what on you South sound Street. like? You like. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just imagine that I described the most immaculate Jamaican food order. I'm trying to think of the place on South Street over on like South and Broad. It's closed now, but uh, not South and Broad. Ooh, it was it was like what further uh, down. south of 15th or something. I'm, I'm thinking anyway, of a place uh, where I used to get uh, jerk chicken and rice and plantains, and I'm trying to think of what else was in there. But it was amazing. Either way, so plantain good. is in there. Yes. Oh, so the thing that makes me go. Well, maybe is because banana and savory works in Jamaican food. Uh huh. So maybe. But look at these banana slices. They're they're mushy. You know. I know. It's it not looks, crispy. It looks inappropriate, disrespectful. The texture is wrong. It looks like somebody who don't got no home training. I will tell you that. <laughs> However, I have not tried it, and you never know, man. Somebody might know how to freak it and make it work out. I don't know who's but guilty of But my knee jerk reaction. This is bad. This is bad. My knee jerk reaction is. How dare you, sir yeah. or madam? Uh-huh. They, uh, okay, so here it is. Here it is. We just figured it out. I just figured it out. These sweeping generalizations are funny. Period. Oh, okay. Full stop. Okay. Right? When I look at this pizza and I see somebody says, I'm calling the police. Yeah. And my thought to capitalize on that is saying, this is amoral. This is this is void of of ethical duty this is mm-hmm. wrong it's funny to say that because it's funny to make this grand gesture as though it's that important clearly it's not mm-hmm. right but there's some point in time where suddenly that funny that nuance that i'm aware of gets lost because when i put it online no context no one knows who i am or my background right. or that i'm a nice person and i i i spend a lot of time being a critical thinker yeah. right suddenly your type of it funny. can reach any point in time and someone might it, it could hit them they got splashed by water on their way to work banana if i get splashed by banana pizza water i'm going to have attitude. i'm going to say well i don't know what water know right has now. to do with that banana pizza. You said get splashed by water. What I'm if saying I get is, splashed by you know, some banana pizza water. Someone on Twitter sees that tweet and they're having a bad day, right? You know, all sorts of things. They forgot their keys at home, their bike got stolen, mm-hmm. they're having a bad day. And then in this one thing, they got one thing that they're looking forward to all day long. That's all they want. Banana pizza. That's all they want. And then this fool, this absolute goon online <laughs> has made a statement about them and, and their, their, their prowess in life. And they're like, man, F you. Right, you know, and I, I you got get all it. my friends at me because they know I like <laughs> yeah, banana pizza. They're calling me a monster. 
like Sasquatch, King Kong, Godzilla, Loch Ness, ghoul, a ghoul. But I got my friends what over here thinking that con- <laughs> they think I'm a zombie with no conscience. Oh man, inside jokes are great. Jay Z's worst verse. Uh, he said that I haven't enough time to think about it. So yeah, that's 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 what I think is. It, it's fun to make this the currency, the social currency is. Mm-hmm. This is funny because it's such a big thing about something that's not big at all. Yeah. But at a certain point in time, it loses all that context and meaning, and then it's like, oops. You know what's funny? You know who's like that for sure? Huh. Kanye West, one hundred percent. Like that, that yeah. top. Well, okay. not he, not he, not, right. he, not him, but him as a topic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. It seems like when Kanye West does something, Speaking says something, monster. acts in some sort of way, whatever he does, mm-hmm. there is this full stop, mm-hmm. yes or no, in or out, that I see a lot of people do. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, I yeah, watched 100%. an interview. He's crazy. Uh-huh. No, he's not. He's just passionate. Uh-huh. I listened to an album. It's the greatest album I've ever heard. No, it's not. It's the worst album I've ever heard. Uh, yeah, I, I would say his his past. Not few everybody, albums, but you know his past few albums. Probably since my my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Everything after that has been the most contentious thing of all time, it, culminating in his most recent release, Jesus is King, mm-hmm. where I have spoken to people who are like, "This is truly brilliant, right? This is changing the game. This mm-hmm. is genius." Mm-hmm. And I've spoken to people who say, "This is garbage." There's more trash. It's probably the worst of all of them, right? And there's no, there seems to be very little in between. Mm. The, the closest in between that I can have speaking on on an album, not not uh, measuring him and, and his quality as a human or an artist, but is this album seems like it's not finished. And it could be great if it continued getting worked on. It could be. That's my. That's the most like middle road I can come up with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But all I can do is look at his output as an artist, his behavior as as a person and as as a pop culture figure, and think, I don't understand this. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know. I have no idea. And if I try to get savvy, I'm like, it must be really difficult to be a celebrity and to be at the center of so many people's attention. Of course, that attention probably drives a person a little insane, but. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to touch that guy because he he's betrayed my affection for a long, long time. <laughs> from the Still time that, owes me an album. Yeah, yeah from the time that we, we went and we saw Yeezy uh, uh, Season 3 yeah. and, and uh, Life of Pablo yeah. reveal in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And we never got that album sent to us right. in an email. Right. To, um, you know, his comments supporting Donald Trump to i just i can't follow it it's like it's like cultural whiplash like what Mm. what do you write what trend are you writing right now i i can't keep up Mm. i can't do this i'm also not wealthy enough to participate what do you mean wealthy i can't wear yeezy so like Uh, i'm not going out of my way to buy that right and so like i can't i see people at sunday service his sunday service uh, events Mm -hmm. on sundays they're dressed in a certain way they're they seem like they're participating in this like subversive high fashion religious experience and i'm like that's not going to be me i won't even be physically close to this experience so i couldn't even say Mm -hmm. like i can just look at it from afar right i don't know what to do with this guy yeah i mean if it was near me and and it was reasonable i'd go yeah i'd check it out yeah Yeah. Yeah. do you think he's doing it in philadelphia anytime soon i don't know but see that's the thing like there's a part of me like my my um 
Well, there's a couple things that are in the way. Mm-hmm. One, financially. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me tell you the statement I was going to make. My waiting line for sneakers days are over. Mm-hmm. There's a couple reasons why. One, financially, I don't have the money to wait yeah. and pay for sneakers. Sneakers are expensive. Two, I don't particularly have the time or the inclination to wait in long lines for sneakers. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So if it's within my grasp, if it was reasonable, if it was a reasonable thing for me to do, I'd go check it out. Uh-huh. You know, I'd see it as an event. I'd actually, I would actually like to go and experience it and see like, okay, what is this like? Mm-hmm. What is the whole experience like? Cause mm-hmm. for me, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. I believe in Jesus. I believe in gospel. I believe in the gospel. I believe that my sins are forgiven because of Jesus work on the cross. So mm-hmm. I believe that when I stand, I believe in God. And when I stand before him, the only thing I'll be able to say is, you know, it's not by my own works, but it's what, what Jesus did. That's mm-hmm. what, th- this is what I have to offer. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to Kanye West's Sunday service for like, my own personal relationship with Jesus. That's uh-huh. not why I'm going. Yeah, sure. I'm going like a concert. Uh-huh. I'm go- I would like to go to say, okay, let me see what this is about, yeah. especially in light of the fact that I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to see what you're doing. I would love to do it. Do you think he's being authentic? I don't know, mm-hmm. but... What I will say is I hope he has a real relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I hope he believes the gospel. I hope so. You know, that's one of those things that for me, when it comes to faith in Jesus, even if you're not being authentic, that's not really my place to run up on you hmm. and come up with the final judgment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's a part of the practice, right? Like you, you aren't the person who has final judgment. I, I ain't the one. So you know what I mean. Like, but I, what I will tell you is this: from what I believe, none can pluck anyone that is the Lord's from His hand. Uh-huh. And at the same time, it's a process. It's a, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first became a Christian. I see similarities in Kanye. Uh-huh. So there's a relatability that I have. When I first became a Christian, it was about abstinence. It was about what I don't do. Mm. I am identified by what I do not do anymore. Sure. It is who I am not. Yeah. That's what makes me a Christian. Right. And I see a lot of that in Kanye. Yeah. But as time has gone on, I got in touch with my liberties Mm -hmm. and what I can do now and who I am, who I am free to be now and Mm -hmm. what the cost that you paid has given me access to. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's maturity and growth and development over time. Hmm. When I was a brand new Christian, I was like, I love Jesus. I ain't doing this no more. Everything's about God. Everything's about the Lord. Mm-hmm. I gave my life to Christ. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to rumble for Jesus. Right. It's literally that. It was really like we talk about dark side, light side. Yeah. It's like everything is dark side. I'm all light side. Yeah. So when I hear Kanye talk, I'm like, yeah, I I, rem- I remember that. Yeah, you've been in that, that space. Sounds, so for me, I'm like, that sounds familiar. Yeah. I also know that it's a journey. Uh-huh. It's a walk. It is a, it is a process. And you've been around me for a large chunk of that process. So you've seen as I sit here and I go, man, I thought, well, hmm, I, okay, so how do I look at this now? And mm-hmm. how do I, huh? You know, there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And I can't look at Kanye West in two interviews and go, I know what's going on in his soul. Right. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. knows? I pray that it's real. Right. I hope that it's real. And I think that there's grace for him because 
You know where I get old. You know where I. You know where I. Where, where all bad guys comes from. Yeah, I that do. comes from my belief. Mm-hmm. That comes from my faith as a Christian. Mm-hmm. That none of us are inherently off top. Well, that's original sin. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We're all bad guys. So when I look at Kanye, I go, I mean, it's going to be a journey, bro. Like no one's going to be able to look at you and listen to your album and go, let me see if I can come to a final objective decision about his salvation. Yeah. It's funny. I'm realizing in hindsight that a lot of my, my fascination for Kanye West was often in a humorous light, I guess. It was mm-hmm. it was like a lot of the things that I loved about him, I would love kind of ironically. Mm. Like the way that he would get extremely passionate about his leather jogging shorts. Yeah. You know, stuff like that that means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. But there was a component to it that I thought, this is funny. This is enjoyable. And also, I trust that he actually has the convictions that he's speaking. Yeah. I don't know anybody who has those convictions. And so this is unique in its own right. But over time, at a certain point, in the same way that we started this podcast, I'm realizing that I have fewer and fewer hours to spend on things that don't please me. Right. So I start looking behind me and looking at the stuff that Kanye West is doing. I'm like, well, he's always been participating in some genre of bullshit. Mm. And for me, this is just the new one. And mm. it, I, I'm not going to say if he believes it or doesn't believe it. It just, this is just like his new hot air that he is mm-hmm. he is spouting all the time and it just so happens that he's a celebrity he's a public figure mm-hmm. and it's the hardest thing for me to reconcile and the thing that i can't wait until they make a documentary about is like who the hell is the real kanye west who the hell is the real celebrity any celebrity mm-hmm. what is real all of this is just created for us to dazzle us to 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 make us buy stuff and watch stuff and be excited by stuff I think of like a, what was it? Like Chance the Rapper said in an interview not terribly long ago. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, when these two were having a fight, uh, Nikki and Cardi, that wasn't real. It was manufactured. Hmm. You know, we put it together because we need to keep people's attention. I just, I believe that that is true. And it makes me wonder what is truth for some of these folks? Who is the real person? Will we ever know? Will I ever know? I probably will not. I probably will not. And that is interesting to me. It's interesting to me because you know, questions of identity never get old. That stuff sticks around forever and ever. Right. You could get, you could grow old and still be figuring out who you are and who other people are. I, I listened to a podcast called Criminal, and in a recent episode, uh, they check in with a woman who did an episode with them years ago, and it was about her mother passing, and then after her mother died, she found out that her mother was living multiple lives. Mm. And didn't share that with her family. That's a lot. That's a lot. A lot. It's, it's, it's even more than a lot because she had completely destroyed her daughter and her uh, uh, husband's line of credit. You know, their, their, uh, uh, their credit scores, stolen money from them, you know, taking loans out in their names, all of this illegal activity, but stuff that never got caught until she passed. Mm-hmm. And so people would say to this daughter, they'd be like, your mom died and you're learning all this stuff. Are you all right? Are you sad? Are you grieving your mom? And this woman would say, I can't grieve someone I didn't know. And you learn things about people all the time. And, and I feel like the, the hardest thing in the world to do <clears throat> is to continue being open mm-hmm. and never assume that you know anything, including you know for a fact exactly who you are or who other people are. Just continue right. being open. Right. The best way to support anybody, yourself included, is to be open 
to things that can develop. Mm -hmm. That's also extremely difficult because all the time that you spend trying to define who you are, you try to come up with constraints. Like you said, when when you discovered Christ, when you dedicated your life to Jesus, there's a part of you that's like, well, the way that I do that is by telling myself that I don't do X, Y, Z. Right. I cut these things off. That was my number one the way I defined it. Yeah. And that means that you're, you're creating a structure that gets really difficult to bend. Mm-hmm. And so when things start changing, I imagine over time, as you get older, mm-hmm. Octavius, mm-hmm. things start changing, you're countering things. It's really difficult to bend some of those principles because right. you're like, well, wait, hold up. If I, be- if I bend this, it's bending me, my identity. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what makes things really hard for folks. And yeah. All this, I guess, wraps up in this me saying, I- I've tried to get as comfortable as I can with the fact that I just don't know a lot. I really don't. Yeah. And one thing that, that's worked for me is in my office, I've often said in, in my career, I like to be the, the, the stupidest person in the room because mm. everybody around me can teach me. And that's wonderful. And it's such a privilege to be in any space where I recognize the inherent value of all the people that I surround myself with. Right. And I think most people have a hard time with that. Yeah. Because, you know, you have, we have, I have my own sense of value and I need to recognize it if I want other people to recognize it. Yeah. I mean, shit, before we even started this podcast, I told you almost every day I walk into a room like, I don't know what I'm good at. Mm. I think that all the time. And there's a fine line between saying, I'm the dumbest person in the room. I can learn so much. And that's a good thing versus I don't even know what I'm good at and I don't even know what I do, which is not necessarily a good thing, Mm -hmm. you know? The, the the vacillation of those things is it's hard to keep up with. I think that's what's big about, and we talked about this too. I was telling you, I've been going to therapy. One of the things that big things that come up for me a lot is I don't like bullies. Yeah. You know, I keep saying, I don't like bullies. I've been saying that. I find I say that a lot. And I was saying, man, man I don't know. Maybe it's because of geek culture and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you said, no, I think you probably gravitated towards geek culture and superhero stuff because of the, I don't like bullies. Thing. That resonates with you. Yeah. Um, that's, so, that's what you find so resonant with like Captain America, you know? Right. Yeah. Like I get it. I want to punch bullies in the face. You right. know what I mean? I want to, I'll, I'll take the bullet kind of thing. Yeah. So I get it. Like we're all figuring out who we are. And I think that's why we all kind of surround around doing deep dives on topics like this. Yeah. We find ourselves talking about Watchmen and Star Wars and is the Jedi Council a really a good idea? And yeah. the light, light and the dark and... You know what I mean? Is is Kanye West the superhero or a supervillain? Mm-hmm. It depends. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, for sure. Is he a good guy or is he a bad guy? Is he on our side or is he against us? You know, like the idea to want to be able to cat even our commentary. Speaking of Watchmen, our commentary on superhero dim on Comic Book Junto. Like, who watches the Watchmen? Yeah, what is a good guy? Is Captain America allowed to say Hail Hydra? How dare you? He would never. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, hold on. Watchmen, the, the the current TV show on HBO, has really been challenging me in an interesting way. I think a positive way. Mm-hmm. Because I I have defined a lot of my geek identity using Watchmen. I have a tattoo of the squid monster on my arm. Do you know I didn't it, recognize that that's what that was until that you was. pointed it out to me yeah. last episode? Yeah. I've seen that for years. I've always seen it, but I've never put together. And it, I, for me, that, it was always that intentional was. that it wasn't it wasn't so explicitly pulled out of the co- uh, comic book, but he uses the exact same design and, and patterns on the... the, the, the the, the creature from the comic. So it's, right. I know, but it's not like Captain America's shield or yeah. the Punisher symbol, you know, yeah. like 
I, I didn't want to be branded with somebody else's logo or something like that. You didn't want to go with the Rorschach. Uh... <laughs> oh, I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this, 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 this franchise, the story has really affected me in a lot of ways as, as a geek, as part of my identity in the, in this space. And I've used it to share my excitement for geeky stuff with other people. I lend out my comics. I have three versions of Watchmen. Each one is different, and I lend them to people. How different? I have the original issues, the single issues, all like 12. from off the shelf. Bagged and boarded. That's right. I have the original I'm series. you don't lend those out. I've, I've lent them once, yeah. I've lent oh, them okay. one time. And, and in fact, it, it, it rewarded me because I, I lent them to a friend because it's easier to read one issue at a time mm-hmm. than to have that thick, dense material and be like, oh my God, yeah, I can't do this. And I was missing one issue from the series, issue number 10. I had all the others. And this guy that I lent it to, his name was Rob, good friend of mine. He went on eBay and he bought issue 10 for 25 bucks and he gave it to me. He went on an eBoy? To like to to pay me back for saying thanks, you know, and I thought that was dope. I have the hardback, I have Absolute Watchmen, the like huge coffee table oversized copy. I have a lot of this comic. I really like this comic a lot. I also would hop on this microphone, and you know this and can corroborate this. And I would say truthfully, I don't want more Watchmen. No more. Accurate. Don't touch it. Don't tell me more stories with these characters. It's done. Alan Moore has spoken. Yeah. And I definitely was that guy. And I continue to be in so many ways, but I'm watching the HBO series and I'm blown away. And I'm like, oh my God. In this case, absolutely, I'm wrong. I'm, mm. I do want this story. I, I, I would have stopped this. If somebody said, I'm going to make a sequel to Watchmen, do you think that's a good idea, Adam? I would say, hell no, don't. Mm. And then I would have prevented this from existing. And this is outstanding. And it, it's sharing these ideas, this DNA that's important to me, this, this concept of how to tell a story. And it's telling a story about things that I never knew about. And it's really breaking a lot of my understanding and expectations. And as a fan, I am having a book club with friends of mine here in my office. Every Friday morning, we get together and we talk about the HBO series. Really? Yeah, it's dense, you know? You stay, so with, you stay in a club. I'm trying. You know, it's more fun when it's social. Up in the club. And it's, uh, uh, and it's a Tuesday. And I'm, I'm unpacking this every, every, every uh, uh, week with friends of mine. And uh, I walk into this and have to be the guy who says... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. When I want to be the guy who says, I know everything about Watchmen. Mm. I have studied the texts. Right. I poured over. The sacred texts. Exactly. I want to be that guy. I want to be that person who says, like, I know all of this. This is my inherent value. I get it. Mm. But I also have to confront the reality, which is I have no clue what's going on. Right. And it's only when I admit that that I can learn and enjoy it as as a new viewer, you know? And that's a weird push that's and so pull cool. kind of situation. Can you imagine how, like the statement you just made is a new viewer. Yeah. We are all new to this Watchmen. Yeah. None of us. Nobody knows. Knows what's going on. No. My man Chuck, shout out to you Chuck. Chuck held down the podcast one time when Adam was out of town. Yeah. Chuck and I had a conversation about Watchmen Chuck has not read The Watchmen. Uh-huh. Chuck's like, what is this? Yeah. What is going on in this show? Yeah. And I'm like, bro, I'm sure this is very difficult for you to understand. I mean, because I, I, I read The Watchmen. I know the story. Yeah. And even I'm sitting here going like, Squid Rain, I think. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh-huh. And, oh, okay. So, where is Doctor... Is Doctor Manhattan... Is he... 
actually there or is he not? You know what I mean? We, we're all week to week going, nobody knows. Don't know. That's so interesting to take, you know, like someone like yourself who knows a lot about Watchmen. Yeah. To now this. I feel like it's not actually very different from why House of X and Powers of Ten were so exciting. Because House and Powers, the, the X-Men event, was breathing new life into something that had been broken. X-Men was busted. I wasn't reading X-Men books. Things were not working. It wasn't exciting. As a comic book fan, this was a huge intentional avoidance for me. I'm like, I, I just don't mess with X-Men anymore. It hasn't been good for a long time. Right. Similarly, that was absolutely my stance with Watchmen because whenever DC said they were doing some new Watchmen thing, it was always just capitalizing on nostalgia. And all they could do was basically be a cover, a cover version, the cover band of something that's way greater. So why are we even bothering? What are we doing? We just repackage and resell the same stuff over and over again. And uh, that is not the case with the HBO series at all. Right. Not at all. And it is breathing new life into a new form, uh, a, a familiar form of story- storytelling and characters. Yeah. And I'm loving it, man. I'm having such a good time with it. I, I really enjoy it a lot. So I'm up on Pedipedia and reading all those articles. So technically, Woo. you're walking back. Yep. Your commentary. I am walking back my commentary on this for sure. Mm. Because I, I am absolutely the guy who says, no more sequels. Don't give me prequels. Just don't tell me how stop Solo it. got his last I name. I don't want to know how Solo got his last name. Stop doing this. Don't give me a Joker origin story. And, and in this case where the continuation of these characters was something I would have been against, I am dead wrong. I'm really enjoying the HBO series. So remember this next time. I'm going to bring this up next time. Oh, no. You see this? We just lost that audio. These (laughs) these last three minutes. What do you know? That's so weird. As far as I'm concerned, looks like it's still recording. I'm going to cut it out. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, I do think that there's something there for us all to consider as far as like what can be done when we let people use... The same stuff, mm-hmm. but do something new with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's uh, something exciting about it. I mean, the whole is. Klaus movie I just watched was basically an origin story for Santa Claus. <laughs> was it Tim Allen the whole time? The whole time. <laughs> Turns out Santa Claus is black. No, that's not what happened at all. Black Santa Claus's name is not Klaus. Yeah. Um, but no, you know, it's but it's a completely different telling that I've ever heard before mm-hmm. of where the whole legend comes from. Mm-hmm. And you got to, to a certain extent, you got to let somebody like, let him, let him try, let him get it off. It's not all going to be good. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. So hopefully the Mandalorian is good. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Disney plus will be here very soon. The Santa Lorian. Yeah. Right. The star Wars Santa Claus. Story. Yeah. Right. Wild. Yeah. Does he go to the outer rim and all over the place? Yeah. 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 You know, he's a bounty hunter and he steals all these things. And then delivers them to the good uh, little boys and girls and Is children. He a part of Infant's Nest crew. That's like, right, rolling around with the. Cloud. That's all they were doing. Infant's Nest was just like trying to get presents, mm. and all, all her crew, elves. Wow, you know, you you don't see them off screen, but they're just making little like wooden cars. In a way, Infant's Nest kind of is like Robin Hood. That's right, pretty much. Yeah, a tale as old as time. You know, steal from the rich, give to the poor. Interesting. Always works. Now more than ever, it's like a class war out here. Always works. Always works. Yeah. Never failed. There's always going to be there's always going to be a value in telling stories about the disparity between the haves and the haves not have nots. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So why not Santa Claus, who's like <laughs> stealing toys from the rich and giving them to the poor? That's a that's there that, it that is. That actually is like that's a wild Santa Claus story. Ah, Santa Hood. Santa Hood. Santa Hood. <laughs> Santa Wick. <laughs> Even better. Make Santa like a, a John Wick style Santa Claus story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd see it. I like it. We got to write that one. Ultra violent. Gun Fu, you know, the whole thing. Yes. He's doing like Krav Maga to people. Merry Christmas. <laughs> He's yeah. riding a... I'm thinking it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I would see the hell out of this movie. There's like an organization hunting him down. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a giant guy in a red suit hobbling <laughs> through the... Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking it's crisp. He gets he's <laughs> delivering packages, but then he gets shot out of the sky. <sighs> so he crashes down in the middle of wherever John Wick was. That's right. And now he's running away from evil mm-hmm. elves mm-hmm. and his like doppelganger. Yeah, yeah. He takes off his big red jacket and he's just covered <laughs> every inch in tattoos. Yes. All the gangs that he used to roll with. He brought him yes. up. Yes. He like, goes in and asks his Russian mother for a favor. He tried to retire and just deliver presents. That's all he wanted to do is give up that life and deliver presents. Yeah. But you guys pushed it. You killed you Rudolph. Came in, you, you stole a sleigh. You killed and Rudolph. And you killed Rudolph. Ah, you now you know what it is. Can't be doing this. <laughs> Mrs. Claus died from cancer and is sad. <laughs> oh. All right. And here he is. He's just trying to give it up. We're actually giving away a really good Staying idea. Staying at home <laughs> and sipping his cocoa. That's all he wanted to do. Yeah. And once a year, come out, deliver presents. Mm-hmm. But y'all couldn't leave well enough alone. That's right. That's he right. Out, he goes out one day. He's gassing up the sleigh. Yeah. Somebody comes in. A nice, nice sleigh. Give it to me. I want it. Not for sale. <laughs> no, he says, no, no, no. <laughs> Keep it up. I'm putting you on the naughty list. <laughs> Yo, naughty list is probably a good idea. Oh, man. That's so, oh, so, yeah, so that's what the naughty list after. is. Right. Whoa. He goes, he's a straight killer. Whoa. Uh-huh. This is a good idea. Yeah, I like this. I like this. I feel like this has legs. Oh, this is how Kevin Smith got Gotham stolen from him right here. Because <laughs> right? you know he basically came with the whole idea for Gotham on the yeah. podcast I, yeah. said it out loud. I recall. Next thing you know, boom, Gotham is here. That's right. Well, look. And it literally ended the same. In the last episode, you put him in the suit. Right. That's exactly what Kevin oh, Smith yeah. said. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Joe, cut all this. Yeah, Joe. Joe, save this for us. Label it. You know, special top secret. Joe's like, yeah, I'll save it. That's not even how Joe <laughs> He's sounds. to produce it. All of a sudden, he sounds like Jack Nicholson. Joe, you betrayed us. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see that movie or make that movie, whichever happens first. Yeah. By the way, I just want to recap some movies I saw. Uh-huh. Dr. Sleep. Thoughts? Liked it. Yeah. I've heard a lot of really different takes on this. Uh, from the trailers, not impressed. But I've heard some interesting takes that uh, make it sound like it's it's almost like an X Men movie. It's like people with powers doing stuff. That's a, I think I, that's I buy interesting. That. I can I can rock with that. So I I will definitely check it out. You should you should check it out. What else have you seen? Um, let me go to my little uh, list here. I also saw Jojo Rabbit. Thoughts? B. Hmm. That's another one that's getting a lot of divisive reactions. What's the device divisiveness about? I think some folks. Uh, have mentioned that it takes a really hard turn near the mid or end of the movie. I don't know what that means, but they say like the tone pivots drastically and it goes somewhere and doesn't execute it well. 
And I've heard from a lot of people that it's just like one of the best movies of the year. And it's really out there and weird and wacky and It is out different. there weird and wacky and different. So I, I could go either way. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check it out. You should. Absolutely. You should. I saw Black and Blue. You can skip that. All right. Don't even know what it is. Black skip and it. Blue. All right. You can skip that. Skipped. And um, I'm ready for Mandalorian. Very ready for Mandalorian. Did you hear that all these Marvel movies or Marvel TV shows on Disney Plus are going to be connected to the movies? That's what I heard. Is like, this it, news? We all knew this already, right? Yeah, you'll actually... Yeah, and I guess this is them saying out loud, you, you should be keeping up with the series in order to understand the movies, which is bold. That is some comic book ass stuff. I don't think it's going to be like, well, you guys are just going to be lost for no, this whole movie. No, God, not no. not going to do that. No, no, no. This they, is, they would never. I can imagine it's going to be like... Star Wars, Clone Wars cartoon, Star Wars Rebels cartoon. Uh-huh. You so know, the lore. Like, you know, uh, if you watch Solo, spoiler warning, spoiler wall is going up, three, two, one, it's your fault. You know that Darth Maul is alive. Yeah. And if you watched Phantom Menace, you saw Darth Maul get cut in half. Right. And if you were like me and you wondered, wait, what happened? How did Darth Maul come? That's all explained in the Star Wars cartoons. Yep. So I imagine it's something like that. Yeah. My yeah. guy had spider legs for a little while yeah and, and it was cool and in watching solo i recognized he actually has mechanical legs yeah for, for some reason though really odd dude just fires up his <laughs> his, his lightsaber he is stunting that is 100 percent stunt no why? no reason whatsoever like why did you do that no he reason turned whatsoever. it on yeah we will be spending more time together well it looks like and here, then turns it off and then shuts the thing off no clue why my Why do this? My head cannon says that's not an actual lightsaber. He doesn't have one, and he hasn't had one for a while. That's a fidget spinner, and he's just oh, he's spinning. nervous. He, he's just nervous. Like, he's just spinning the thing, right? And this just closes it up. Time. I've been on a hologram in thirty years. I'm a little nervous right now. <laughs> he's like. Don't mind me. <laughs> but uh, I'll see you when you get here. I don't know why he did that. I'm glad you brought that up because I thought that was funny too. Yeah. What are you doing? This is what happens when you go back and watch all these jokes again. <laughs> you know what this literally is? What? If, if Darth Maul patches himself through and he's just firing a gun into the ceiling. <laughs> he's like, like, why? Hey, yo. Hey, yo. I'm going to be seeing more of you later, all right? Good job, man. Hey, by the way, appreciate you. <laughs> you okay? Did, you did great in Game you of Thrones. You did good. Know what I mean? I'm going to holler at you, though. Right. Come through. I'm going to see you when you get here. All right, Joe. Peace. He's a wild card. <laughs> wild card. We'll see. I think that... Weren't they supposed to do a tr uh, trilogy with Solo? I, I think so. But Solo went through so many uh, obstacles. I, I think whatever their original plan was is just not going to come to fruition. Just sharing some thoughts. Uh -huh. Solo? Yeah. Not bad movie. I agree. I Better agree. than you remember it, Internet. I enjoyed it. Better than you remember it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I would change very little, but I thought it was a lot of fun. You just don't want to know how he, how he gets his last name. I don't need that. Don't need that. Accept it. It comes with the package. Whatever. If don't, you don't want the toy, don't order a Happy Meal. Where, I, I'm saying, like, where, where did you get the name Solo? In a Star Wars universe, I never ask that question because you have guys like Neva Key. I'm never going to say, where Neva Key, Gasgano, Sebulba. Where did you get these names? I must hey, have the origin. Watto, Watto, yeah, the Watto uh, origin story. He sticks your his mother. I sold her. He sticks his finger <laughs> in a in a power socket, and he's like, "There's a lot of watts in this, a lot of electricity. I don't need that." We'll call you Watto. Watto. No, I'm just gonna also say, L3, one of the best droids. Outstanding. 
Phoebe Waller-Bridge. One of the best droids. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Uh, one of the best TV shows I've seen in a little while. Um, what the hell is the name of her show? She won a bunch of awards for recently. Good going, Adam. You bring up this show and you can't even name it. Phoebe Waller-Bridge's uh, a TV series, I think on uh, Hulu or Amazon, was great. Is it? Adam, nothing for Very you. good. I'm Very looking good. it up right now. IMDb. Not all that. Uh, solo. Fleabag. <laughs> yeah, Solo. Yeah, Killing Fleabag. Eve. Fleabag was amazing. Fleabag was amazing. Yeah. Um, we should at least talk about some of the comics we picked up and then and we get out of this show. Because yeah. I don't want my car to get ticketed. Uh, we picked up some comics. This is the first time we'll name any of our comics in a little while. Uh, I see both of us picked up at, at least a couple of the same ones. Yeah. I bought a new number one, Undiscovered Country. Uh, these guys are, are the greatest in comics right now. You got Scott Snyder. You got Charles Sewell. These guys are amazing, and they work together on a brand new IP. Have you read this yet? No. Undiscovered Country is so cool and All so I know out is America there. Cut itself off from everybody else. Very good new number one. I got that too. City of Bane, uh, Batman number eighty-two. I did not get that. I don't know what's going on. <sighs> yeah. Bum, bum, ba, no. yeah not, it's not happening. It's not happening. Is that the end? Not yet. We have three more until the end. Woo! And and it's. With I won't spoil anything, but it's a lot of this. I know that you knew that I knew that you knew that I knew you knew what I was going to do from the jump. And it's like, that's not how you make a, a compelling story. You can't just say, I knew the whole time. It's too confusing. And also, it's not interesting. It's not interesting. Yeah. Not, not good. Die, number nine. I really like this one a lot. Kieran Gillen telling a, like a D&D &D story. And New Mutants, number one. I Pikmin also got, Brissom at Reese. I also got New Mutants. Have you checked it out yet? Haven't. Uh, it's it's uh, near the top for me as as far as the Dawn of X books after okay. Hox Pox. I got X-Force. Yeah. I oh, got, yo. Read X-Force immediately and then text me. Will. All right. I'll do that. Yeah. Because we're going to have to discuss that. We'll do that. Okay. I got Excalibur. Uh-huh. Um, and I was given this for you. The most startling slime creature. Hey! I the man <laughs> Welcome to the big city, man thing. The concrete jungle may never be the same. <laughs> ah! Yo. Okay. Man thing. What is this? Number 19. Uh, this is good stuff, and this is from series one. You can tell because the uh, the icon, the hero icon the up here, guy. is that's <laughs> the man thing. It's, it's him like leaning off of a tree. And if I recall, in this one, he has a disguise. The man thing has a disguise, and he wears a trench coat and a hat and sunglasses. First of all, I don't want to hear nothing else about what the what, what your man did. Then I love Adam. Wait this. a minute. Wait a second. You yeah. cannot. Be okay with a trench coat. Uh -huh. Get show me a picture of it. I'm looking for a it. A trench coat, shades, and glasses. I'm looking for it. So how can you be mad, R.L. Stein? R.L. Stein. Well, R.L. Stein had him speaking and cracking jokes. Adam, there's, there's a, a key trench coat. Here. He's mindless. <laughs> Is he not? All right. I'm. I'm. Uh, unfortunately, I'm sorry. That does not happen in. This. I don't care. My point being that you're cool with it. How he doesn't dress himself. Someone else dresses him. But he's mindless. I agree. You he can't is be walking around. You're. You are swamp. Yeah, that's right. Is he in Florida? Uh, he is in Florida. But that's it right. just said he welcomes him to the big city. Yeah, he's he's in. Uh, he in a the concrete city jungle. The he's he's probably in Swamp City. Where is that in Florida? It's. 
Oh, man. Yeah, I have a map. I'll show you. No. <laughs> Steve Gerber, Jim Mooney, Frank Springer. This is classic. But this is, you can see the difference in the way that people draw a man thing. This one's kind of sinewy. He's less of a lumbering guy and more of like a sinewy, uh, molten, gross-looking dude. I love Man-Thing comics. I'm making a Man-Thing video game right now. It's a dating simulator in which you have to try to date Man-Thing. Uh, I just bought my first ever domain name ever in my life, Octavius. Wow. And I'll tell you, the domain name is the name of the game, okay? The domain name is the name of the game. Domain name is the name of the game. Rhyme scheme, what is it? Touch of the man thing. <laughs> what do you think? Are you are you intrigued? I am. <laughs> I am. A hundred percent honest. I'm not joking. I'm actually like now. I have to see what this is. I don't think I have this issue. This is outstanding. There it is. Thank the internet. You. Thank We've you. Done it. You have witnessed. Look at my guy. He's just in a car. They're He's just cruising. How do you do this? Do those two people not know fear? Well, Richard Rory is a friend of the man thing. He's one of the very few man thing friends. Man uh, friends. Look at him just like climbing out of this van. This I'm is confused. great. I'm confused. Uh, we're, gonna get, we're, gonna hang, we're gonna hang up the phone now on this yeah, podcast. I'll give you a, I'll give you I wish I was not in this conference call. <laughs> I will give uh everyone a, a full rundown on this issue. Man thing minute will have to come back. I'll do a Shout out to Brave New Worlds who donated that to Adam. Thank you, BNW. Appreciate you. Internet, hit us up at Octavius A. Newman at Adam Tedris at Comic Book Junto. We appreciate you guys listening to us chit chat and talk. Talk to us on the interwebs. I don't want to get a ticket, so I got to bounce. We love y'all. Until next time, peace. (laughs) 